Wilson, say hi. <laughs> Good boy. Kiss my aesthetic. Branding, marketing, entrepreneurship. You're listening to the Kiss My Aesthetic Podcast. I am your host, Michelle Winterstein of MKW Creative Co., where we build bragworthy brands for social media-minded entrepreneurs, and you are in the right spot for branding, marketing, entrepreneurship advice that you can apply in your own business to better reach your ideal client online. Let's get to today's episode. Welcome back to the Sis My Aesthetic. We need a song for it. Can you sing for us? No. Ugh. Woody's going to sing because Woody's standing outside the door being a whiny little bitch. Um, Woody, the other dog, my parents' dog. Wilson's being a sweet baby angel. But today on the podcast, we are talking about should you work for friends and family or not and why and what to be aware of Mm -hmm. and how to make sure that you can still be friends and family with those people after you're done with the project. So Sarah, Mm -hmm. for anyone that doesn't know you, who are you? What do you do? How can people find you? Okay. I'm Sarah. I'm a wedding planner based out of Dallas. My business is called Sistered States. You guys can find me on Instagram, TikTok, my website, all that fun stuff. Michelle, who are you? Hi, guys. My name is Michelle. I'm a brand designer, MKW Creative Co. You can find me everywhere at mkwcreative.co. And we build bragworthy brands for social media-minded entrepreneurs. But today's episode is something we've both had experience doing, and that is working for friends and family. So our mom is an interior designer. I helped her with her rebrand last year. I've worked for plenty of friends over my last seven years, and Sarah is now in the thick of it, planning Mm -hmm. some weddings for her friends. No family yet, but maybe someday. So you'll work for me for my rebrand. And I'm doing Sarah's rebrand this year. So we're going to do her rebrand and then eventually she'll plan my wedding, hopefully. So that's where we're at. But what are some of the things about working for friends and family that happen in the beginning of starting your business? Can you rephrase that question? Okay. (laughs) So um, a lot of people, when they're just starting their creative businesses, the only referrals or jobs that they get Uh, are for friends and family. Which is a great place to start, but also can come with its own host of challenges. What are some of those challenges? I think, well, I'll say first that like wedding industry, a lot of people naturally come into the industry by working for friends and family. I know a lot of other wedding planners who planned like their sister's wedding or a friend's wedding or their friend needed help with the wedding day and they helped them out and absolutely loved it. Um, so there's a lot of people that get their start through that. And that's just kind of the natural progression that they take into the industry. I think the biggest challenges you'll probably find when that happens is learning how to value yourself and price yourself because especially when you're starting out, you already have that imposter syndrome of like, I shouldn't be charging for this. I don't know what I'm doing yet. Um, And then especially when it's friends and family, you're like, well, I'm not going to charge my, you know, sister's best friend or my college roommate. I'm not going to charge him for this because I'm just starting out in that whole thing. I think that's probably the biggest struggle that people find with working for friends and family is like knowing if you should charge them money, what you should charge and really learning how to value yourself, even though you do want to help them out. 
And not all value from projects with friends and family need to be monetarily compensated. Sometimes when you are starting, just doing a project for someone that you know is a great learning experience for yourself as an entrepreneur, or it's a case study project, or it's a piece of your portfolio. Like there's a lot of benefit that can be gained, but then Mm -hmm. you have to go into it knowing that that's your intention. I think that's where a lot of people mess up and tend to get taken advantage of is because you're also teaching that client, in quotes, how to treat you moving forward. Yes. And I think also to the other challenge that comes with it is establishing authority. Um, I mean, just the way it goes in the wedding industry is... You know, let's say I was planning my friend's wedding for free. It was one of the first weddings I ever did. Is she going to go into her vendors and say, this is my wedding planner? Or is she going to go into her vendors and say, this is my My friend friend. who's planning my wedding? And those are vendors will treat you two completely different ways versus this is my wedding planner. She's in charge of everything versus this is my friend who's planning my wedding. Mm -hmm. Um, They'll treat, you know, it's just a whole different relationship and a different dynamic that you run into. And I don't know if you run into that with like web design. Yeah. So with brand design um, specifically and with social media, it's the same thing. It's a lot different to say, this is my social media manager versus, oh, my friend who's helping me with social or my friend who's doing my logo, my friend who's doing my branding. Even though that may be the case, it's a lot of positioning with your collaborators. Uh, So I think that having those clear boundaries set up, having a contract is wildly important. Mm -hmm. And also making sure that like, If you are going to discount your services, what's the reason and what's the benefit to you as a business owner of doing that at a discounted rate? So there's a whole podcast episode with Liz Fleming a few episodes back where we talk about the dangers of discounting your services in general. And we talk about this as kind of being like the Groupon effect. Mm -hmm. So if you buy a Groupon for a massage or a yoga studio and they say this class or service was $80, but with the Groupon you're getting it for $45, then as a consumer, I've already mentally trained myself that that thing is only worth 45, right. not 80. Because why would I go pay $80 for something that I got for 45? It just psychologically messes with you. So I think the same thing happens in those kind of discount situations. Yeah, I think it's a little specific, like different in the wedding industry one because your client's never going to be a repeat client, or at least you're hoping on. So like you'll <laughs> discount them once and then, you know, they're same not going to come back expecting another discount because they won't come back. Another thing is that it's such a personal business. And I mean, brands are too, but it's such a personal business that, you know, I kind of, I charge my friends on a case to case basis. And when I do give them a discount, I'm like, Hey, listen, don't tell so-and-so what I'm charging you because I'm charging them a completely different number based on what their budget is, my relationship with them, all those things. Um, because it is so personal and intertwined where, you know, maybe I'm a bridesmaids in one of the wedding and, I'm giving them a different price versus a wedding of like a really close friend, but I'm just, you know, helping them out kind of thing. And I'm sure, I mean, the same goes, I'm sure for you as well. Yeah. With brand design, instead of giving discounts, I always kind of position it as here are my rates, but because you're a good friend or because you're a really great client or because you're a really good referral source for my business, I'm happy to throw in extras because Mm -hmm. if it helps you, it helps me. If you can make some posts about my brand after we're done, then maybe we should work on some gifts together or create some extra assets. So instead of 
deducting from my value from the front, I'm instead adding more things on top just because it still sets the foundation that like these are my prices regardless of who you are. Um, But that's how my business is different. So Mm -hmm. um, because there is an infinity amount of work I could do with a client, like branding and design doesn't stop at at the branding process. There's so many other layers. So it makes more sense and it's it's more applicable to them. It's also why I have a referral program. So referral program is another great way to kind of keep that ball rolling and great for friends and family as well. So I think the other bit, so we talked about contracts. We talked Mm -hmm. about having really clear roles, like how are they referring to you? Let's talk about the actual process, like in the thick of it, when things maybe start to go a little bit wonky, Mm -hmm. but they are a friend or family. How do you tackle that? So that's what I actually kind of love. I mean, I know so many people tell you don't do business with friends or family, but I think growing up having two parents that did business together and we're all intermeshed in each other's business, like our mom decorates our apartments and you're doing my rebrand and when we all get married, I'll be doing everyone's weddings, that kind of thing. We're so enmeshed with that relationship that it's actually a place that I feel like we're both really comfortable in. Um, So when I'm planning, I'm planning three different friends' weddings right now, and two of them we've been planning for a while, and there have been, especially with COVID this last year, some like tension points and some hot topics and me dealing with their parents and everything. But because we have such a close relationship, um, it really helps bridge that gap of like, I'm just going to give you a call and we're going to talk about this, which is something that a lot of business coaches in the wedding industry have actually, that I've talked to have actually advocated for, even with your clients, like don't send them an email. You need to get on the phone with them and talk to them. They can hear your tone of voice. You can explain your side. You can educate them so much more than you could in an email because they can interpret that any single way. And so just, it has really helped train me to bridge that personal gap of, okay, you know what? Like we're, we're having an issue with your wedding. We're having an issue with a vendor. Someone made a mistake, whatever we're, let's just, I'm just going to call you and we're going to talk this through. And that has helped. And that's something that I'm actually looking to implement kind of more with my clients who aren't friends or family because it is so effective. Um, just get on the phone and talk with them. So that's been like a really great thing about having working with friends and family and kind of going through that process of having it just be more personal and be more like you're a person, I'm a person, we're going to figure this out. And we're friends and we're interested in staying friends after Mm -hmm. this. And I think that because you do have a little more skin in the game in that way, you want them to be happy. The last thing you want to do is like piss them off. So I think too, it's working for friends and family can be actually really great. They can help you point out the holes in your process Mm -hmm. or point out the things that are confusing that maybe a regular client wouldn't wouldn't one notice or two uh know how to bring up like Mm -hmm. they might say oh well this was confusing or this process I have some questions about or this didn't really go up turn out the way I wanted and so sometimes working for friends and family can help you kind of audit the Mm -hmm. whole shebang and improve so definitely worthy I know you probably haven't had a project with a friend or family that went particularly sideways Um, yet knock on wood (laughs) Not necessarily sideways. Like I said, with COVID, it was really iffy. I had one of my really good friends who I'm a bridesmaid in her wedding uh, was supposed to get married last March. And then it was going to be in August. And then it was going to be New Year's. And then it just kept getting postponed, postponed. And it was a really tricky situation because her parents and her family rightfully so wanted money back. And her vendors 
you know, couldn't give the money back because of contractual obligations. And so I was really put in the middle of like, hey, can you go talk to our venue and get all of our money back? And the venue also rightfully so saying, no, we can't give it back for X, Y, and Z reasons. And then I was kind of left deciding, do I side with my friend who I can completely sympathize with her situation of having to postpone and sinking thousands of dollars into a wedding day? Or do I side with my vendors who I use you know, consistently, continuously, who I want to grow a relationship with, who I want to refer me. And, you know, do I say, do I burn a bridge with them? Um, So again, that's where kind of being in that personal relationship helped and really just educating them of like, hey, this is kind of what it is. I'm happy to facilitate a conversation, but I can't make anyone do anything. And I think that was also really great because then they're more understanding of my situation too. And I'm more of like a this is a business I, you know, I want you to flourish instead of like, you're a vendor that I'm paying and I want you to work for me. Yeah. Kind of thing. That makes sense. I think the part two with that is like, you have to know that your clients are an extension of your business just Mm -hmm. as much as your vendors and your collaborators and your contractors are. So how your clients, like for you, it's way more obvious, right? Like how your, your couples act in a cake tasting Mm -hmm. then sets the tone for how that cake vendor perceives not only that client but you as a business owner like those two things are inextricably tied um same thing that if i refer a client out to go work with a videographer or a website designer or photographer their behavior is also a reflection of my referral source, Mm -hmm. like the kinds of clients I work with. So I think being really clear and upfront with those collaborators and clients to say like that, and maybe you don't even need to explicitly say it, but just being aware of it, it's going to set the tone for how all those things move forward. So Mm -hmm. if you rolled over like a dog when your client, who's your friend, asks you for something they may attribute that to like oh well if that's how michelle does business then that's probably how her contractors do business yeah and that's where you can get into really sticky situations i feel because then that friend client might try to do that with other people (laughs) on the flip side though you could get your friend client to you can almost like have that conversation with them before they go meet with your vendors and be like hey this is a cake person I've been wanting to work with for so long yeah like go in that meeting and absolutely like sugar them up sugar them up and like be I mean not that they wouldn't be nice but be like so sweet so excited but also like talk me up a lot be like oh my god Sarah's I was like they don't need to know that you know you're my best Best friend right they can they just think you're a couple so go in there and be like wow Sarah's been so great through this whole process (laughs) she's awesome you know like we've had so much fun working all that stuff and that's kind of another positive thing about working with families you can kind of or friends is kind of having them help you work the system and like be your cheerleader but like on the inside yeah um, and really talking you up to all the people you know that you want to work with and really putting out this positive vision of you to all the vendors that you're wanting to work with I think it also comes down to networking. We're both in in highly, Mm -hmm. highly, highly referral-based businesses where you get one good client that you knock it out of the park for and then there's kind of like no end to how many people that they know and that they could speak highly of you about. So not to say that you should like treat friend or family clients so differently than your normal client, but there is tremendous potential in getting that like peer-to-peer endorsement. Yeah. And what you said too, having them audit your business. I had one of my really good friends who was a current bride 
And then one of her really good friends whose wedding I had done, who was a past bride of mine, I took them out to dinner one night and was like, tell me everything you liked about my wedding planning process. Tell me what you didn't like. Tell me what you think of my Instagram. Tell me what you think I should be doing. This is what I want to do with my business. Do you think brides would like that? Do you think it would resonate with people getting married? All that kind of stuff. Um, And having someone who had experienced my process and someone who was in the middle of my process who were good enough friends of mine. Because I mean... I would never do that with a client. No. Like it would feel so awkward. It would feel I one would be like, this is just my own personal insecurities. I would be afraid of them being like, well, you were honestly terrible and you're like, things were terrible. I know my friends aren't going to be like, it was terrible, but they would be like, you know what? Yeah. There was one thing maybe about the process that I found a little bit confusing. And that was a really helpful um, thing to do because you got that constructive criticism without that complete fear of like, oh my God, what if they hated everything I did? Yeah, the other bit of that is like, I think as an entrepreneur in general, and we're getting slightly off topic, it's really important to have like industry work wives. Like Mm -hmm. even if you don't have a team, even if you're truly a solopreneur, having people to kind of like check you and to kind of bounce ideas off of that are, are interested, not interested, but they're, they're, invested in your business going well because they're not your necessarily your competitor but they're a good sounding board right so they're a person they have enough industry knowledge where they can give you relevant advice Mm -hmm. based on your stage of business where you can both help each other and for me that's that's georgia website designer georgia georgia k shout out to georgia she loves the the podcast episode she says she listens to them when she makes dinner but we get to kind of kick back ideas back and forth and it's really nice to have someone who gets it that's also that's also not like a very close friend or family member that feels burdened by hearing about your business yeah I don't know if you have that in social situations where you're like uh don't talk about your business that's the one nice thing about I mean not the whole family but (laughs) the one thing about our family that's nice no not even about our family (laughs) the one of the really nice things about being a wedding planner is everyone always wants to talk about weddings true always like it doesn't matter if I've met someone for the first time or if they're one of my really close friends Almost all of my conversations when I go out to dinner at a friend's house, whatever, start somehow end up back at weddings because they're such a universal topic. So, I mean, first date, I tell a guy I'm a wedding planner and he asks me 20 wedding questions. My friends watching Bachelor Night, we start talking about weddings. You know, it's, it's just a universal experience. It's such a universal experience. It's something everyone has some sort of opinion, re- like opinion about or anything. So, I have a lot of not sounding words, but no one ever really seems burdened about hearing about weddings. True. Because I could talk about it till I'm literally blue in the face. True. Like, I will go on forever about it. But it is nice having... There's a difference between talking to your friends about weddings and talking to someone in the industry who understands how the industry works. Because if I have a super annoying client or vendor or something's going sideways and I try to explain it to you or to mom or to someone and they don't understand the intricacies and the nuances of like this is why it's so annoying Mm -hmm. so it's really nice to have those like friends in the industry that are industry friends that you can explain it to and they'll be like oh yeah I totally get why that's annoying yeah and I think same like you're saying your friends sometimes can only understand so much like I was describing to my my friends who are engaged like what MLMs were and I think I just exploded his head because he had never heard of like MLMs and why they're so toxic um so it's funny because you you kind of the more that you're in business it feels like the more you know what conversations to have with with what people Mm -hmm. but to get it back to our topic should you work for friends and family I say yes and my cautionary tales are make sure you have a very clear scope of work 
that you have a contract that you've had whether informal or formal, a conversation about how, what your role is in their project, wedding, brand, website, whatever. And then also have like an exit plan on backup. <laughs> like mm-hmm. figure out if things start, if you start to collect those red flags and we have this episode called Client Red Flags that we recorded together. If you're starting to collect enough of these red flags, like having a graceful exit strategy that still protects the friendship or protects the relationship, I think is very important. Yeah. I think you just have to, I say working with friends and family, I only see it as a positive. I've only had positive experiences, but I think obviously take it on a case by case basis on, you know, how well you know this person, if you can get into the nitty gritty of, you know, talking to them about uncomfortable things, or if it's just like, maybe it's just like a workplace friend Mm -hmm. that wants their help with something, then maybe you keep it more on the formal side of like, here's my contract, here's my pricing, I'd love to work with you, that kind of thing. But obviously, if it's a really close friend of yours, um, and you're comfortable with getting uncomfortable with them, then I say do it. Yeah. And also know that like, when you're starting out, sometimes this is those are your circles. And that's what you got to work with. And how you conduct yourself in those scenarios will be a reflection of your business and a reflection of your reputation. Um, So whether you decide to discount or not, I think that kind of comes to your own comfort level. I don't anymore, but I definitely did in the beginning. And then I think you kind of grow out of it. I think you kind of get some more confidence and you get some more experience under your belt and you say, okay, yeah, now my prices are my prices and mm-hmm. and this is what it is what it is kind of thing. And if you operate from the position of I want to help you, family or friend, have the best experience possible, whether it's with me or not, then nobody loses. Yeah. Because then you can just go about your merry way. I think that's it. Do you have any other thoughts? Nope. I think we covered it. I think we covered all of it. So I guess the takeaway is if you're going to work with friends or family, we both say, yeah, go for it. But listen to the episode again if you're still lost. I think we've kind of talked it to death. A um, bit. So thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to um, follow the podcast, not subscribe, follow, and leave us a review. If you learned something, share it on Instagram. If you learned something, and uh, have a good rest of your day. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts or really anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to come on over to the Kiss My Aesthetic Facebook group, same name as the podcast. And lastly, if you're looking for those resources, links, or anything else we talked about on today's episode, you can find those on my website, mkwcreative.co slash kmapod. Catch you next time.